0: I am again your interim host, Howard Morgan, filling in for Stro Maestro as he continues to, to get better and, and um recover from his illness. Um he's doing much better physically. Um and maybe I'll get into a little bit of it more um, later on as the as the show progresses. Um but tonight we are talking um where do we go from here? And really just want to talk about the state of professional wrestling as a whole um, and maybe how to make it better, where the improvements need to be made, um, and, you know, kind of how can we make this product, you know, just a little bit more enjoyable um, for the average fan. Um, and joining me tonight um, is my co-host, uh, Chaz Moretti. Chaz, it's been a little bit since we've been together, man. How are you?
3: I'm doing okay, Howard. Uh, appreciate you asking. Uh, how have you been?
0: Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm, you know, I've had some ups yeah. and downs, and, and, you know, and. Oh, yeah, I, but, I know
3: I'm sorry. I said I know exactly how that roller coaster goes.
0: Yeah. So. It, you know, again, yeah, it has been a a roller coaster type of week, but I want to kind of kick this off. I've, I've been watching Raw lately more more intently, and not just watching, you know, the matches. And I haven't really been paying too much attention to the storylines per se, although I know I, I I kind of follow. But what I was looking for was their their content, and over the last couple of weeks, Chaz, I I. Trended Raw, and Raw in particular because it is such a long show. It's a three-hour show on Monday nights. And in the three hours of programming that they have, they average about 65 to 70 minutes of wrestling, you know, in-ring matches, which to me just seems a little bit absurd. And, you know, with a, a company that has that much talent, I don't think you need to spend two, two two-and-a-half hours advertising who you are. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows who the WWE is. Um, You don't need to advertise that. And I'm I'm a big believer in, you know, if if you have Raw and you have SmackDown, promote them as two separate shows, almost two separate entities. I'm watching Raw. I don't really care so much what's happening with SmackDown. If I want to know, I'll watch SmackDown. And there's entirely too much recapping and, and go, ahead. and it seems like that for, for a lot of the, you know, the, the bigger promotions. Um, Kaz, what, what is your take on the, we'll stick to the, to the bigger guys for now. Um, wh- where do you think they're going wrong with their, their television programming? What can we do to, to make it a little bit better? Cause I'm at the point where I really don't want to watch Raw anymore because I don't need to watch a two-hour, two-hour, 15-minute infomercial on who the WWE is.
3: What, what are your thoughts? What do you think wrestling's been since the 1960s? Programming has always been an infomercial. The difference is, back in the, back in the old days, they would do an hour-long show on UHF, okay, and they would have maybe three or four squash matches, two-minute matches. Starge just beating the hell out of the enhancement talent. Then they go straight to the interviews, and, or they plug in. they were plugging the next shows in the territory. Wrestling programming has never been a sport program. It's always been an infomercial for the live events. Now it's an infomercial for pay-per-views. Okay, we get that part. They've shifted the focus. So is it an old formula? Yeah. Is it the right formula? Probably, who knows anymore? Probably not, but right now you're seeing more main event quality matches on television than ever before. Now, maybe that's the problem. Maybe they should bring back the squash matches with the enhancement talent. Maybe they should build it up more so that when you've got uh, either a a super show in your town or a Raw or a SmackDown taping or a pay-per-view that you're more jazzed up about going to that than you are about just watching TV. So I think first first thing they should do, and it gives other talent a chance to get exposed. You know, a lot of guys came up through, through the ranks of getting their rear ends handed to them. I mean, there's a picture floating around uh, the Internet right now of a match from the mid-'80s with Dean Malenko as the referee. Maybe that's where we are going wrong. You know, let's put it this way, if you're an old if you're an old school promoter, why are you gonna put Guster and Chad Gable on television when it would sell out an arena? But where they explore yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Raw's not done like the old days where it was taped at either a field house that sat what, two hundred people or at a TV studio that only sat thirty five. You know, Raw's done in an arena that's sold out, so it's actually, if you look at it, it's a televised house show every week. So I think the whole concept of, of TV right now is so different than what it was. So maybe, you, maybe they need to eliminate the um, the long drawn out storylines. You know, focus on focus on the contenders, focus on the champions. Let them beat the hell out of enhancement talent. Um, that's one way I put it. And then that would build up to your, that would build up to your premium events or to your, to your house shows. Don't forget COVID killed a lot of things. COVID killed the house shows. The house shows is where they used to make their money. Not on Raw or SmackDown, but because people come out 19, 20, 21,000 strong to watch a taping, you know, that's where, that's where they're seeing that their money's being made. So they're, they're combining the idea of television and a live event you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and I remember
0: watching you know, it, you know, uh, you brought up the old, the you know, the old I, old days. I, would,
3: I would eliminate the brand split. It's so stupid.
0: Yeah. I, you know, and, and I was going to transition to that, you know, in a little bit, but yeah, you're right. I, I think they need to, to do away with that. Unify. You, you know, again, obviously we all know it's the same company. Um, but I remember watching an hour programming, um, and, you know, like I said, getting four or five, you know, squash matches in, you got to see, you know, the the, the superstars, you got to, you know, see them. They did hype the, the upcoming show. I know when, the, you know, when they were coming to Philly and when they were coming to Baltimore, you know, especially up in this area, when they'd be in Pittsburgh or, you know, Hershey or, you know, Scranton or any of those areas. And I, I think today, like, I watched, Again, watch Raw and I watched, you know, Seth Rollins in the ring. I think he's an incredible talent. I'm not saying that he's not, but he's in the ring cutting a 15, 20 minute promo on, on Nakamura and, and, you know, what's going to happen. I mean, I think that the, the promos, you know, need to go back to old school. Dusty Rhodes, Terry Funk, you know, the Midnight Express, they can get more across in a minute and a half than I think Seth Rollins gets across in 20 minutes. Well, and I'm
5: so, you know, you're captivated
3: by it. I'm going to tell you which company's doing it right, according to that formula, the NWA. The NWA right now is the closest thing, school wrestling, that we're going to get. All their interviews are done in front of a podium. They're all done the old way, minute and a half, two minutes, three minutes tops, and straight back to the ring. Billy Corgan's got yeah. it right.
0: Yeah, and and I think you know that that formula, you know, and you know, so maybe I'm too old school because at least that formula for me works. I think it's you know a, a a good solid match, three you know three or four minutes, you know maybe five minutes, and like you said, you get a minute, minute and a half promo, and I think the the only ones that really from I remember watching that got the um, the longer interviews were you know guys like the Four Horsemen or Dusty Rhodes. Um, you know, Jim Coronet and the Midnight Express got a little bit longer promos, but you know, nothing more than probably three minutes. Um, yep. And they would cut them off.
3: Yeah, typically it was it was 90 seconds. Typically it was a minute and a half, and then they got Any cut minute. off.
2: Anything longer right. in a minute and a half is a bathroom break.
3: Yep. Yeah. My wife said right. <laughs> yeah. in a minute and a half is a bathroom break.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I – I just don't see the, the this the the need to
4: come you out to and another, one, one another problem that they have they is,
3: the difference between back in the seventies and eighties and now is those interviews, those promos were organic. They would give the talent a basic synopsis of what they wanted, hit these bullet points. We're in Raleigh next Wednesday. Rick Flair, Dusty Rhodes. One fall for the title. Blair would go out and cut his promo. Dusty go out and cut his promo. If you couldn't promo, you got a manager. If your manager promo, you both got fired. Problem right now is yeah. we have television writers. We have idiots that have never, ever, ever seen professional wrestling for what it was. They come from, oh, I used to write for a soap opera. Oh, you're an idiot. Okay, these are the guys that are these are the guys that are shaping your content.
2: Are you
3: I mean, honestly, if you have to give a talent a fifteen-minute promo and he has to memorize it verbatim, there's no suspense. Yeah, and dis-
0: right, and I think that's where I, I think that the, the difference is. You know, when I when I watched it, you know. When, when it was the old territories, when it was you know, you know the the Mid Atlantic Championship, Florida Championship, Mid South, you know the old WWF, I believed those guys. I bought into you know their their promos. I well, I, I mean, here's another
6: thing. I,
3: I, going along the way, is there nothing that's wrong with wrestling? Everybody and their uncle can become a professional wrestler these days. Five foot two, one hundred and thirty-eight pounds. I'm a professional wrestler. Are you joking me? Thirty, forty years ago, that guy was in the front row buying a ticket. Why were they believable? Because a guy like Johnny Valentine was six foot one, two
0: hundred and forty-eight pounds. Yeah, no, yeah, they, they were. They, yeah, they were more, you know, more believable like people. Scott.
5: Yeah,
3: <laughs> Earl San Martino, six foot two, two eighty five. If you looked at him sideways, you feared for your life. Oh, no, absolutely. No, yeah, you I, know, If you got to know Animal and Hawk behind the scenes, they were nice guys. They were great. They were great people to be around. But put him in character with Paul Ellering, who wasn't a small man. Put them in character. You tell me, as a fifteen, sixteen, seventeen-year-old, that you would think you could take those guys?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, not, not yeah, okay. not even close. Fast forward. Yeah.
3: <laughs> fast forward to now. You got guys like the young bucks. Not, not taking anything away from them, but five foot two, a hundred and nothing.
6: Are you joking?
3: I'm a fifty-six-year-old man, six foot two, two hundred and six pounds right now. I could take those guys.
0: Yeah, I think the art of pro wrestling, you know, is is quickly dying. And, you know, I, I don't know the
3: world, you know, I have get it back. Well, and you know what? This is the part where I blame the indie promoters, okay? there's so, Half of these guys, and they can all kiss my ass if they don't like it. Half of these guys are so hard up for students. That they let any kid off the street in there to train to become a wrestler, as long as he's got fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars for the tuition. These kids suck. They're not. They don't look like anything. They got the personality of a wet mop. Yet they're pushed through the program.
2: And they try.
3: they're pushed through the program. And they, okay, but the promoter's lining his pockets what's he paying them? Twenty dollars, maybe. Or he's giving them that, excuse my language, he's giving them some bullshit excuse that, oh, you didn't pay your dues this month, you didn't pay your, your 150 toward your tuition, so I can have you on the show and I don't have to pay you. That's bullshit. Now, I said I was going to shoot tonight. Yeah, much- <laughs> I'll watch my mouth. Don't <laughs> get mad at me. Okay? That's all, that's bullshit. That's what's wrong with wrestling. Bring the athletic coaches yeah. back. Let these guys get tested for drugs. Let them get tested for disease. Let them make sure they're in shape. God bless Sammy DeSero from Windy City. He used to have those guys do a lift test before every show. If they couldn't lift a certain amount off the bench, they couldn't perform that night.
5: Not, not wow. <laughs> five foot two,
3: 112 pounds, and he bitches in the locker room. Oh, we don't like this guy. He doesn't be... He, he talks kind of mean. We, we're offended by him. Get the hell out of the locker room. That's the way you're gonna. Yeah,
7: to. I, I remember hearing,
0: um, you know, Rick Flair and and those guys talk. Um, Ricky Steamboat on him about you know the I I'll call it torture because I don't even know what other word to call it that you know Vern Gagne put them through in a in a barn in Minnesota in. Like you know, the middle of January, you know that wasn't heated, that wasn't, um, you God know,
3: was a sweetheart compared to some guys. There's no, no, yeah. And, and, Go back and watch you, you know, Houston, you, The territories with Florida. Yeah. I mean, how did you break in with Eddie Graham? You got your ass kicked. If he came back, yeah. To, if he came back the third time, then they kind of sort of said, "Hmm, maybe you got something," or you did. Yeah. <laughs> you get to take a three-month class. Yeah, there's other... There's th- you get a certificate
2: that's you're a wrestler. There's
3: other nonsense not that they got. Uh, you take a 90-day course, and then you get a certificate. Make it all well, official, it so you can... It's only, only 90
2: days. Yeah, so that's you
3: can magnetize day. it and put it on your goddamn refrigerator that you're an official <laughs> professional wrestler. Well, it 90 yeah. days, huh? Not 90 whole days. <clears throat>
2: Months. If you make it through the three months, they give you a certificate, and now you're a pro wrestler.
3: And then they unleash you on their world to get booked. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Wow. Nice. Howard, you know, <clears throat> like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to sound bitter tonight, but you, you touched on a nerve with the shit that's been going <laughs> on recently. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's all um, good. I mean, our, I'm going to get my opinion. I didn't hurt anything. But I'll give my opinion on the CM Punk issue. Punk was right. Punk was 100% right. Like Phil Brooks or not, he was right. Jack Perry is a crying little sniveling Howard baby. The young Bucks are a bigger <laughs> baby than he is. Tony Khan, I was afraid for my safety. Oh, get the hell out of here, dude. Go back in the Jaguars front office and watch, and watch you destroy that football team. Like you destroyed Fulham. All them couldn't win in England now if their lives depended on it. But only to Mark. Oh, I felt I was fearful of my life. Oh, please stop.
2: I'll be fearful of
3: life. Oh, I don't know how many times Vince Russo was fearful of his life. Jimmy Cornette, Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah I, I hear Jimmy Cornette talking about, you know, them – and, and all those guys back then, you know, especially the Heels, you know, walking back to the locker room, you know, either, either after a win, you know, or or whatever, if the crowd didn't like the outcome, you know, them getting stabbed and, and, and you know, bottles thrown at them and, and, you know, tased and all kinds of crazy stuff.
3: The Road Warriors back in E4 were competing at the old international amphitheater. They were Heels. They beat Bruiser and Crusher. In a match. I forget if it was a title defense or if they had won the titles or whatever. They they beat Bruiser and Crusher at the amphitheater. The amphitheater crowd picked up their folding chairs and swung them at the Warriors the entire way down the aisle. They had to run through the gauntlet of chairs. Wow. Nowadays
4: <laughs> You give
3: a wrestler a dirty look and security's coming to get you. Or, or God forbid, at Collision this past weekend, which was a joke, uh, security was confiscating anybody that had a CM Punk sign. What's the matter, Tony? Can't handle a little criticism?
0: Wow.
3: <laughs> You're in Chicago, fool. You just fired, right? <laughs> whether you like it or not, whether you like him or not, you just fired Chicago's most famous wrestler, and you don't want people to talk about it.
0: Idiot. <laughs> right. Let me um, let me pick up a caller real quick. And if you do want to call uh, in and join the discussion, it's 914-338-1885. Uh, right now we're going to, Granny, is this you?
8: This is Granny. Hello, Chaz. Hello, Howard. Hi, Granny. How are you? Well, it's been a rough week. No,
4: you know, um,
8: he still—he was supposed to have been. My husband's actually been in the hospital since last Thursday night. Chaz in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. He um was supposed to be discharged this afternoon. Um, but because of the bilirubin levels. Uh, being high they decided to let him stay one more night and they're going to just charge him in the morning Um, I don't know how No, I know Howard kind of knows what's going on I think but um, about two weeks ago I took my husband to the doctor or to a couple of doctors they did a bunch of blood work did a, a ultrasound an MRI he actually has a Tumor on his liver that is blocking the bile duct, and the liver is surgeon is pretty sure that it's cancerous. Oh, so I'm sorry. Last, oh, uh, thank you. Um, we've got a lot of people praying, but last Friday they did what they called an interventional radiology biliary drain. They put a drain in him, not surgically, but just they did it with needles and wires and tubes. I mean, they didn't, like, have to cut him open to do it. But okay. um he has to – he had this, you know, drainage bag attached to the drain, and they capped the drain off Tuesday. But then when they did that, the bilirubin levels started going back up. I mean, it's been high all along. they can't do the surgery until the levels get down whatever – it has to be at, but he has to come back next Tuesday for a follow up. But um, if he was not to have the surgery, you know, short term options would be chemo, radiation. He might take for months. If he has the surgery, they would take two thirds of his liver, and remove the tumor, and then life expectancy span could be 7 to 10 years more. Oh, so but that's within a year, stuff. hopefully hopefully within a year, the liver would rejuvenate itself because that's the only right. organ that can.
3: Yes, it is. It can actually regrow.
8: So so I apologize, Howard. I know this is a wrestling show and everything, but... um, but Your family will I, want to hear about it.
3: I, You're I, right, know, Granny, yeah. I
8: know
0: but, but never, apologize. never apologize I know
8: but um, I'm laying here watching okay. my I'm, I'm laying here watching my Chiefs play against the Detroit Lions right now I've been here at the I got him down here to Tulsa last Thursday night about 10 o'clock and they immediately took him for a CT scan around 1 o'clock in the morning and so I've been pretty much here in Tulsa at the, at the hospital for like a week. So
3: yeah. <clears throat> we hope Dave gets better.
8: Well, I hope so too. I mean, this has been kind of a a rough go um for us. I mean, this is kind of a shock. I mean, he, yeah. um, his employer's actually had him call me like 2 weeks ago Wednesday and it took him had him had me take him to the doctor, and like I said, you just um, they did a lot of lab work, and luckily the hepatitis A, B, and C panels were all negative.
3: Well, that's um, cool. That,
8: you know, but um, the cholesterol level
3: it quickly, you know.
8: Well, I'm not sure how long this has actually been going on. To tell you the truth, i <laughs> I mean, they're not sure. So, uh, um. So, anyways, hopefully we can get it taken care of. And
3: yeah, well, we hope Dave them. gets better because uh, until Dave's better, I can't turn you heel. And that's just killing
8: me. Well, well, sweetheart, you're I'm right. not turning heel. I'm not turning heel regardless. <laughs> I'm not turning heel. So oh, I'm just going to have work, to
5: work to, at Everybody's, got, your, a price, right? Everybody's guys, got a price Everybody's got a price.
8: Chaz, you're just gonna have to keep dreaming because it ain't gonna happen, darling. It's not gonna and happen. You
5: know,
3: the, the dream is what keeps you going. We'll keep I keep working. I know, you.
8: but it's it's not it's not gonna happen, sweetheart. I'm not. You oh, know, if
3: I could see it now—the golden granny. Oh, there I, you oh my husband.
8: Hey, hey, hey! Now, now, wait a minute. I can't have the golden granny name because you know that's Greg Anthony's granny's name. She's the golden Who's granny. Think
3: about competing? I put you two as a tag team. Are you kidding me?
8: Oh, well, okay. Well, that would be all right. I'm, I've always wanted to meet her. You know, I mean, no, she's, she's one of my friends. I, I, I know. I, I know she is.
3: So she I've she seen sends me birthday cards. Ian's is working down there. She, she's absolutely she sends, awesome.
8: She sends me a birthday card every year, Christmas card every year. She's just one of the sweetest ladies I can ever yeah, no, imagine. She's a sweetheart. But, but, but my, don't my, get my her husband. Bad side, Oh, no, 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 no. I'm oh, do I that. saw some of the
3: boys found at mid-south Day. Oh, big mistake.
8: Uh, yeah, I'm sure. But my husband said, what was it you said, David? Oh, <laughs> David wants to know how much money you're willing to pay me to turn heel.
4: See, already in Austin. <laughs> well,
8: you, you, you know, I think he only asked that question. He only asked that question because you know we're going to have these big major hospital bills that we're going to have to pay for. Uh, you know, okay, so
3: not that you much. know,
8: oh, he, oh, he's not going to pay me that much to turn him off. Not, on. not well, that much. You know, not going to happen.
4: I got you.
8: Oh, oh so my husband says you're going what to what be she... a cheapskate. <laughs>
3: That's what my wife
8: says.
3: I know. She called me cheap. How
8: how is your lovely wife doing, by the way? She's
3: doing well, thank Hi, you.
8: Guys. Hi, she Amy. Took
3: a... <laughs> <laughs> she took a break from social media. I got tired of well, I didn't blame her.
2: Uh, and you know what? I haven't been. I have never been this happy getting away from Facebook.
3: Anyway, let's get well, back to the topic. we we're, were talking okay, about what's wrong with wrestling. The, what do you think, Granny?
4: What's what, wrong, what with are wrong with the these days?
8: Well, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I love the old school. You know, back in the day, because you know, back in June, I had the, the pleasure and the honor to pick up. Bobby Fulton and Ron Simmons at the airport to take them to a wrestling show here in Mulberry, Arkansas. Oh, right. nice! And Ron Simmons told me he says, "Granny, he says, you know what? He says Dusty Rhodes would have loved you back in the day. He says I could just see you walk into the ring with Dusty." <laughs> but he told he told the promote he told the promoter he says, "Granny did everything." we asked her to do. She was respectful. She was on time. She went above and beyond out of her way to make sure we were taken care of. And the next time I come back to Arkansas, it better be granny picking me up at the airport or I'm not coming.
3: (laughs) That's awesome. Ron's great people. God, I've, I've But, you know, but it, was funny, it was
8: funny It was funny because Bobby Slight got in first, and he said, well, we can wait here for Ron. And I said, no, I've already talked to the hotel. You can go get checked in and rest, and I will come back and get Ron. And I went back and got Ron, and he said, Granny, if it's not too much a problem, could you take me to, like, a small drugstore and some place to get something to eat? That way, I don't have to go out and get any, you know, get out anywhere. The rest of the night, I said, absolutely, whatever you need, and I made sure that they were both taken
3: care of. So. Oh yeah, I know how that goes. I was the one that during a night to remember. But
8: I, but I, but I, you know, I love, you know, I mean, I don't mind occasional promo, but you know, don't get in the ring. And run your mouth constantly for, like, 30 minutes when, you know, because I have have one special granny shirt that I don't wear very often that my friend made me when she made me my other ones. But it says the one, the only granny holster, and on the back it says, hey, shut up and wrestle. So when I go to wrestling shows, when I go to wrestling shows and people are running their mouth on the microphone, I stand up, I turn around, I holler at the heels, and I say, look at the back of my shirt. What does it say? And they say, it says, hey, shut up and wrestle. And I said, exactly. So shut your mouth and wrestle. I don't want to hear you run your mouth.
3: <laughs> I'll give you a little story about what my wife used to do at wrestling shows. When what I first met <laughs> My aiming when she was at a wrestling show, if the promo was going too long. You
2: guys remember back then, so I smoked cigarettes. Yes,
3: she smoked cigarettes, unfortunately, back then. But if the promo was going too long, she would literally yell out during a no, quiet spot. Stand would stand up. Right, go ahead and tell the story. Yeah, I
2: would literally stand up during the quiet spot and yell really loud, cigarette break, and then I'd walk out of the venue and go smoke until the promo was over.
3: so a couple of the boys one time were up in the locker room and they came up all excited it was a rookie tag team nice kids they came up all excited hey chad did you see our match nah bro i was cutting promos like for the you know for the video i couldn't see it oh i said well where was amy and i said what i said where was amy did you see her in the arena no we didn't see her during our whole match oh then you sucked sorry (laughs) <laughs> oh, my, oh, my. Baby wasn't in the arena. She went out to smoke. That means you guys suck.
8: Have a nice day. Yeah, that's about right. You know. <laughs> um,
3: you know, I mean, here, what are they doing? Let's let's be positive, then. What are they doing right? I think what the WWE is doing with Gunther is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, guy, Absolutely. He's a legit champion. His last match with Chad Gable was one for the books. That was a, one of the closest things to old school you're ever going to see. Absolutely. Good back and forth. Never knew if the champ was going to win or lose. <laughs> you thought at some points that Gable was going to pull it off, and he came up short.
0: I mean, that's That's exactly that's exactly, exactly what we need. In, in a wrestling match, you know, we always need that, especially a champion and a challenger. We need to doubt that the champion will come out the champion on the other end. And that was that Gunther Gable match was probably, and I should say, probably it's the best Raw match I think I've seen all year, hands down. One of the, you know, that, that should be match of the year in, in the WWE if they still do that.
2: What so they actually need is less talking and more
3: wrestling. But you know, yeah. again, I don't, I don't like the brand split. I've never liked the brand split. Okay, you should, you need to have four champions. You need to have, well, actually, five. You need to have a world champion, secondary title, whether it would be a U.S. title, intercontinental title, some such nonsense. Then you need, you need men's tag team champions. You need a women's champion, women's tag team champions. That's it. That's all you need for the entire company. You don't need any more. Hey,
8: guys. Um, I'm going to have to cut this short. Um, I've got a, a very important call coming in that I've got to take, but it was great talking to you all. I love you guys. and was well, great talking um, to you. Huh? Appreciate first, David. I will. All
6: right, Granny. You. We'll be very very thank, very very thank
8: you. Love you all. Bye.
3: I kid with her all the time. I always tell her I'm going to turn her heel.
2: Telling her that for like five Oh, I've
3: been, I used to crack up straw with that all the time because you're really going to start. Like, oh, yeah. Every shot. <laughs> Every show. So, Granny, someday I'll be Bye. managing you. You working for me? No, you want to. <laughs> I love you. I love talking to her. Talk more wrestling. Yeah, you know, and again, in the old days, were they right to have the squash matches, Howard? I don't know. But their focus, their moneymaker wasn't the television show. Their money maker right. was, was the event. Okay, so television used to be, like you said, an infomercial to get you to buy a ticket to go to the Garden or to go to the Spectrum or, or to go to the International Amphitheater or to Mid-South Coliseum or, or someplace.
0: Right, right. Yeah,
3: no, I, and, and
0: you need to do that. You need to advertise, you know, the next show. Um, but, again, I, you know, I just think some of this is just, you know, too long and and, and drawn out. You know, we, we, they, I agree. we go back from commercial and we rehash what we just saw three minutes ago. I, I know what I saw. I don't need to, to see that again. You can update me, you know, but I don't need to rewatch a minute and a half of what I just
3: saw. The problem is that they're catering to the channel flipper.
9: This, this is true.
3: Days, you, had, you had one territory that you could watch wrestling. Wherever it was, it was usually one territory. Because TV signals weren't that strong. Yeah. It wasn't capable. So you had your yeah. one territory. That's you your one hour show. And that was it. You were glued to that show because if you're a wrestling fan, that's what you got.
1: Yeah, and that was it.
3: You know, if you were lucky <laughs> you know. like we were in Chicago, you got Vern's show on Saturday afternoon at five o'clock out of Minneapolis. at had little T V studio. And then you got uh, Bruiser's WWA show in Indianapolis. And you got that on Sunday at eleven in the morning. That was <clears> it. <throat> and yeah. Each one of those each one of those programs was pumping the amphitheater show. That's what they were doing. They were running twice a month at the amphitheater or whatever, and that's what they were pumping. I mean, you know, how, how did Jerry Jarrett sell out the Mid-South Coliseum, 12,000 every Monday night? Because every Saturday was the hype. Every Saturday at, at Channel 5 was the hype show.
7: Right, yeah, yeah. They did
3: their promos and their storyline and their their matches and their squashes and their fights, and all of it led up to you, pretty much begging to get a ticket to go to the Mid South Coliseum on Monday to to see what happened next.
5: They're right. Yeah. are
4: Yeah.
0: No, you're, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. You know, it, yeah, I was. I mean, I, as a as a you know kid and, and then you know a a young teenager, I was glued. You know, we're talking pre-cable television. I mean, I was glued. I believe it was Channel Seventeen out of Philadelphia yep. that um yep. WWF Superstars. Um yep. All star wrestling.
3: You know, before that too. All
0: yeah, All yep. Star wrestling, and, and I remember the old promo, the old intro was. You know, <clears throat> I remember vividly it was Jimmy Snuka jumping off at to the top of the steel cage. You know, and you know, um, they would show you Tito Santana and Hulk Hogan and. And those guys, and yeah, you, know, you may not see Hulk Hogan on that show, but you were hoping you'd be there, so you, you didn't want to tune away, you didn't want to change the channel. <clears throat> and they had guys like you know Jose Luis Rivera and you know the, you know uh, Steve Lombardi, you know who you know. Say what you want about these guys, that they they were around. They they were they were on TV. They were on TV more than Hulk Hogan was,
3: you know, because okay. you know the. Um, you know, what they didn't Good. tell us, The thing now is there's too much exposed to the fans. All that backstage yeah. drama between between Funk and Jack Perry and the Young Bucks and all that other nonsense that went on in England, which was stupid. You had a you've got eighty some odd thousand in the arena, and you're worried about some some high school kitty BS backstage. Yeah, it, <laughs> <it's, laughs> you're upsetting me. I oh, shut the hell
2: up. That's the way the world works now.
3: I know it's not the world works now. The world is screwed up. Right. Yeah. Let, mean,
0: okay. let me jump, <laughs> let me jump in and take another caller real quick. Um,
7: yeah. Um, have you hey, how are how y'all doing? doing? Good, man. What's going on? Nothing much, really. Um, uh, I'm just a little bit shocked about what happened on NXT Tuesday with the Braun Breaker and and, and bond Wagner thing. Yeah, wasn't that interesting? Yeah, I like uh, it. I'm, uh, I saw the other video footage of what actually happened. Uh, the, the the footage that they didn't show on TV. Some fan it took a it took a video where the the edge of the steel steps hit him in the back of the head. Yeah. Yes yeah. I was crazy. like, oh my god uh, i mean, I was like man uh, that that was terrifying to watch, so I agree with you,
3: you know so record what do you think they should do in wrestling to make it better than what it is right now
2: uh-huh. um,
3: also, i I don't
7: know, um. Honestly, I agree with the with the championships. There should be only so like there should, should be no more brand split, and there should only have so many championships on on, on both shows.
0: I agree.
7: Otherwise, yeah, it makes it,
0: it too many titles.
3: It's too kind of They don't mean anything after that. <laughs> well, well, I would, I would get rid of the press
7: split, and uh, I would, I would keep Ray Ripley as the women's champion, and
3: get rid of the title that that Io Sky has. Yeah. What do you think of of the men? You got the Universal Champion and the World Heavyweight Champion. Well, which one is the champion? So, I mean, nice to- all. The title world heavyweight champion right there
7: means you should mm-hmm.
3: be the best in the world.
7: Yep, so right, yeah, should remain champion and oh, they me. should
3: take the belt <laughs> I like the fact that the tag team titles are unified. I think that's yeah, great. The,
7: and the judgment they win at, at Payback, that was a big shocker.
3: Yeah. You know, if you, if you take a look at it in terms of of breaking down a match like it was back in the '80s, they took a page out of the Road Warriors book. When the Road Warriors beat the Midnight Express for their, for the titles, and uh, before the, before the NWA became WCW, they isolated uh, Stan Lane outside the ring. I mean, they took the hell out of Stan Lane outside the ring, and they left Bobby to fend for himself. And they, the Judgment They pretty much did the same thing with Kevin Owens. They
4: just destroyed
3: yeah. him outside the ring and left him in the sense of itself. yeah, yeah it, was good. it was good old school strategy on their part.
7: Yeah, and Tony Khan firing Sam Punk and telling the world on live TV he fired Sam Punk uh, that, that that was, you know, and, and there's a video of him coming out, on, on, coming out before the show to talk to the crowd. And he got booed by everybody in that building. You're in
3: Chicago. You've got a live show going on in Chicago, and you just fired Chicago's most famous wrestler. What did you think was going to happen?
7: Yeah. Well, Punk on deserves some of that heat, you know. But but he had to do what he had to do. Cam Punk was getting getting out getting out of hand. You got to he, he had to he do something.
3: He was 100% right. He straightened out young kids like a veteran should do. The young kids didn't like it. Too bad. I've
7: been hearing I've been hearing that, that someone's been saying that they that they should fire Jack Curry too.
3: What they should have done is they should have left it in a locker room where it belonged. Yeah, do not need
7: to know what goes on in that locker room. I agree. And I hate it that punks
3: will probably pro parce punks again wrestle anywhere. I mean, here's the best part. Sid Justice, Sid Vicious, and Arn Anderson got in a fight. Arn got stabbed with a pair of scissors. Do you know when the story came out? No one knew about it for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years before that story surfaced. Okay, the problem is the internet, too. Too many people reporting too much stuff that does not need to be reported.
0: Um, yeah, the, the internet is well, a big part, big part of the problem.
7: Um, a big, a big match for next week. And Becky Lynch versus Tiffy T- T- Stratton for the x title. I already know what's going to happen. Tiffy Stratton's going to cheat by, by, by winning somehow. I don't see Becky Lynch winning the belt.
3: But then again, that's the beauty of wrestling. You never know when they're going to put the swerve in. Right. Yeah. Everyone's making a big swerve. are going to
7: go down and win the championship, but but it gets swerved and KB's and trying to retain by cheating somehow.
3: And again, we've seen that how many times in the past? A lot. There, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, per se. I just think that. I think that a lot of the stuff that surfaces on Twitter, on Facebook, to a lesser extent on Instagram, you know, all this uh, all this uh, scandalous news coming out of the locker rooms, none of that needs to come out. It needs to stay where it comes, in the locker room. Yes,
7: I like, like, like to say in Las Vegas, what stays in Vegas, uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Not anymore. Everybody, yeah, no, not anymore. every, every dirt <laughs> wants to report all this nonsense. Well, I'm talking about like the locker room stuff, like whatever happens when the locker room should stay in the locker room. There's no need for it
3: to
7: need <laughs> for it to come out.
3: <laughs> no, I agree with you. Totally.
0: Yeah. Right, but because of the internet, it's it'll, gonna it'll constantly leak out there. Right. Huh. Um, Thanks. So
7: what y'all talking about the, the MJF and, and Samoa Joe segment from last night?
0: I, I didn't get to see it yet. I haven't recorded I didn't get to see it yet.
3: I thought it was too long. I thought it was too long. My question is, if they're not going to set up a title unification match, a title for title match between Joe and, and MJF, you know, each man putting up his own singles belt, and what's the point? Well, Joe's in that in that tournament, and
7: uh, if Joe somehow wins, he'll get a he'll get a match against MJ for the world title. That's
3: great. So why do we need this promo now? Are you saying? I mean, are, are they trying to again give everything away by saying that Joe's the foregone conclusion to win that tournament? If so, then why do the oh. other guys even bother to compete? Yeah, that's but
7: I, honestly, I think Samoa Joe would destroy MJF. Like would be. but MJF
3: retains retains that in no nowhere. Agreed. But again, that promo was unnecessary. That whole no. segment was unnecessary.
7: I, I still like the fact that, that MJF keeps, keeps referencing WWE on, on 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 AEW television. Like they they should they should have a disclosure where they can't bring that up on TV. They used
3: to. Jimmy Crockett would fine his talent, $25,000 if they mentioned the WWF on their television. Been to. This man would do the same. They would never tell you what the amount was, but in that locker room yeah. the boys knew, you mention the other brand, unless we want you to, you mention the other brand, and we're going to fine you. And yeah. when they kept taking it out of your pocket, then you'll learn. I agree, and you know they should
7: start taking money out of MGF's pocket every time he breaks out WWE on live TV. Huh?
3: Same thing with WWE. How many guys bring up AEW or throw a shot at AEW?
7: Um, and and Jey. And Uso being part of RAW now, and him having that interaction with Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle and a bunch of people on the roster are mad at Jey Uso. It's gonna be very interesting what they do next few months. I like Herbie.
0: it. I, I like him going the wall. I think it makes it very interesting.
7: I heard reports that Cody Rhodes is going to SmackDown. I heard he was the one traded for Jay Uso.
3: And again, to me, it, it's that not, it's that not, yeah, that's stuff that people shouldn't know. Because you know, back in the right. days when we had the territories, right? Guys would be even yeah. co- would come and go out of territories once their once their run was done. But it was either a loser leaves town match, or he just disappeared. He got suspended. Yo, yep. now you've got you've got companies and splits between a company, and they don't talk about titles as if there's something to win. They talk about who deserves it. Bullshit. shit! Yeah,
7: and uh, that merger that merger with Endeavor and WWE goes official on 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 uh, next next Tuesday.
3: I'm hoping that they they kill the brand split. Because the rumor is they're going to lose Fox once the contract's up. Fox is not happy with the WWE. No, uh, it's not not even in the lineup for
7: 2024.
3: Good. Then you only got one show. You got
7: got one. (laughs) One show, one brand. They should, like I, like I said earlier, they should only have so many champions on one brand, and, and get rid of the ones t- get rid of the titles they don't need. Keep Seth World Champion. Get rid of Roman's title. Keep Ripley Women's yeah. World Champion. Get rid of Scott's title.
3: I mean, you you look at you look at AEW, which had a golden opportunity to capitalize off of All In. The British fans were so jazzed up and revved up for that show. I mean they filled Wembley Stadium for God's sake. Eighty one thousand in Wembley. Yeah, the most uh, yeah, yeah. if you've ever been to Wembley it's a it's a monstrous piece of architecture. Yeah, the 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 I saw that it's true to cooch. That's
4: yeah, more a than not not a eighty one thousand
0: not a WWE eighty
3: one thousand. They had an opportunity that, to capitalize off of that back in the states, and they screwed it up.
5: Yeah, that, that was the, the
7: attendance for AEW was more than WB's record back back when they were in there back in for
3: Summerslam years ago. Well, it's because Wembley got bigger. They reconst- they reconstructed part of Wembley to make it bigger. Yeah. But the idea is, you just did eighty-one thousand people your largest crowd ever. Pay-per-view is off the charts in terms of the amount of buys worldwide. You've got the opportunity now to take your promotion. Notice I didn't say company. Take your promotion to the very next level. You come home, you got a weekend in Chicago with Starcast Fan Fest. Instead of capitalizing on the positive, you got to go and screw yourself up on purpose with this Jack Perry CM Punk nonsense. Which, by the way, I will repeat myself. Punk was right. Um, yeah, and and the, the one of my one of the, one of
7: my favorite matches from that from the All Out show was Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley for the International Championship. That, oh my God, that was that was a awesome match.
3: The, the whole card up and down was solid.
2: Yeah,
3: um. we could that. I mean, the whole part up and down was solid. Yeah. yeah let me ask you a question. Do you think they should go back to separate locker rooms? Deals and baby faces.
2: They uh, never should
3: have stopped that. Absolutely. Huh? Well, I don't know, but. Um. I mean, I think they, I, I think it was it was better in a lot of ways back then because the only time the heel and the babyface ever saw each other was in the ring. Do you guys remember those those nonsensical at the beginning of the match, the instructions between the referee and the wrestlers before the bell rang? Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. They were going up to the finish. Yeah, that's definitely good. To, to have, you know, the
0: girls in the locker room again. I think they need to stop uh, the the wrestler walking back coming up to the all the other wrestlers standing around like they're not really doing anything. I think they need to make it a little more to They need to use one spot, have the have the interviewer announce who's coming in, do the interview and and leave and, and, and be done. You know, hey, uh, and
3: how is guys on the caller holding on? Um, it's a a two one seven number. I don't know if he's still there. Or if he dropped off,
0: nope, he's right here. Let me let me bring him in.
3: Yeah,
0: let him in. Two, two one seven. You're on WCW Retro.
6: Yeah, how's it going?
0: What's going on?
6: It's Gavin.
0: What's going on, buddy? How are you?
6: I'm doing good. Uh, I want to jump in on this topic of what's wrong with wrestling. Here we go.
5: go, Here we
6: we go. One, the storylines are too blasé, and they get blurred in between ignorance and actual compellingness to this very day. Prime example, Triple H, Kane, Katie Vick. There you go. Um... You need compelling characters, compelling gimmicks. I can name some local guys right now who are very compelling. Um, Zodiac, myself, um, The Bruisers, AZ You know, those are some of the people who I'm around who are very compelling and not what you consider cookie-cutter everyone is wanting to stooge everyone else out to get a higher spot on the card CM Punk got stooged out by the EVPs because they're all like oh it's Luke Perry's kid we gotta keep sucking his ass no get off of that you're not to use real glass in a freaking spot I don't care who you are I don't care if you're Hulk Hogan and you're telling me hey brother I'm going to hit you with this glass bottle. It's cool, right? No the fuck is not cool. Watch
3: your mouth there, kid.
6: Sorry. It's just...
3: No f-bombs no alarm. on the show. Otherwise, okay. Brady hits, comes over and beats the hell out of you. Who does? I so said, we'll have Brady come over there and beat the hell out of you. Brady. Brady runs the BOC runs the BOC will kick you off the show. Oh, okay. Well,
6: <laughs> my bad, Brady.
8: <laughs> um, I'm not allowed to me. Do
6: people don't yeah. know how to stay. People do not know how to stay loyal to people in this business.
5: You're, you're telling me. If
4: you're in the business,
6: I mean, business, I got shot, and the people the who said that they were my brothers, people who I ran with, all disappeared on me.
3: Gotcha. But which promoter didn't turn his
6: back on you, G Uh, you. Of course not. And it was also kind of funny. The day I got released, the day I got released from the doctor after being shot, I actually called you and said, yo, I'm released. I'll see you this Saturday. You're like, oh, let's take it easy, brother. No, I didn't. If
3: you Saturday, you'd be a day late this Friday night.
6: Yeah, you did say that. Because I said Saturday, and <laughs> I oh, it's a Friday show.
3: <laughs> I see, you can come Saturday, but you're gonna be a day late, dude. You'd be wrestling in an empty arena, and ain't gonna be no Terry Funk in there waiting for you. Hey,
6: another thing wrong with all these. Uh, too many kids are buying boots instead of tickets. I agree. You know, you're talking to someone who was a wrestler, who was trained by Tracy Smothers, and I did some seminars with Cowboy Bob. My kid's training to be a wrestler, and I'll I'll be damned if he does it the way that these little schmucks are nowadays.
3: Yeah, but your kid before he becomes a wrestler has to get the approval from his second
6: mother.
2: I don't have a problem with that. (laughs) No, he's, he, he's
6: going to be just fine. He's going to be getting the proper tutelage. He's an
2: adult. He has the right you to know, make
4: his own
3: decisions. Steve Logan brings up a good point. Steve's messaging me on Facebook Messenger. Who? And he so says the problem is even the pay-per-views now are just a long, drawn-out ad for Slim Jim and Cinnamon Post Crunch and Bud Light, Mountain Dew, and all the advertisers. I mean, they're getting this, so much money for advertising. It, 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 it just it's gotten overdone,
6: you know. Oh, can I also say it's one more thing that's me. really wrong with wrestling? Sure. Logan Paul.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> We're Logan. Going to
3: disagree on Logan Paul, but go ahead.
6: No, okay, I understand. I understand. He's a, he's a famous TikToker. He has. Billions upon billions of people who follow every word he says. He's a modern day version of a cult leader.
5: Yeah,
6: I don't like. And I understand that's why Hunter and Daddy Benny would want him on board because that's going to hopefully, hopefully, run some revenue for him. Yep. But okay. But he's such a crappy human being. Oh, I agree. I don't care. I do not care who you are. But if you go to a foreign country, i.e. Japan, and you take Pokeballs and throw them at people saying, oh, Jing Jing Jow, I choose you. That makes you a racist. And that just means you don't know crap about Pokemon. <laughs> People like Logan Paul make me sick.
4: People Wait a who minute, keep... bro. Hold, hold, hold
3: the phone for one second. Hold that. Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody would run into the crowd swinging a chain at the Japanese. And they loved every minute of it.
6: Because that was their character. That was them being that involved. Did. That was them, you know, giving the fans. Okay, when the fans see Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen, Across from each other on the marquee, they knew it was a fight. They didn't expect a Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat 60-minute mat classic. They knew that hands were getting thrown, chairs were getting thrown, chains and this, that, and another were getting swung around. They knew. But, Logan Paul, those people did not know he was throwing pokeballs at them.
2: (laughs) That's not funny.
6: (laughs) That's good. He it's good heat, but it was heat when he didn't need to get any. That I agree with you on. I mean, but come on, was, he wasn't even a wrestler. Was the right way. That was good heat. Was good. And we're talking about promos, also. Now, yes, I do agree of the minute, minute and a half, two at the most promos. But,
7: but this and is a half.
6: the storytellers that can get in the ring and literally captivate you every ounce that they speak. Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, Tracy by God Smothers. And he was known for cutting long promos. Brother, the reason why
3: why you're not seeing that kind of, of organic flow in promos is because they won't let these kids do it.
6: No, so, they have, so that the kids nowadays
3: we, that
6: have to give them these, these scenes to read. So these stupid. kids nowadays' his attention spans are about 30 seconds. They don't know how to stay on the proper topic. They would bury their opponents, uh, putting their opponent over. Because I'm sorry, if you beat a nobody, that still means you're a nobody. If a nobody beats you, then you're worse than ever. Agreed. These kids don't have the proper training, the there, proper it. You,
3: you want to look at two kids that are douchebags? All right, you brought them both up. Logan Paul and Jack Perry, two douchebags in real life, right?
6: Whoa, the worst. What's the, difference
3: the, tool? What's the and difference?
2: the other one doesn't.
3: I'll tell you what the difference is in my opinion. Logan Paul can go. Jack Perry can't.
6: Can I tell you what the difference is? Sure. One's a self-made millionaire, and the other one's got daddy's money. Well, when you
3: look at him in the ring, though, bro,
6: you look at him in the ring. Logan Logan
3: Paul, whether you like Logan Paul or not,
6: the kid can can go. Logan can go. I will give him that. But that was also after hours and months of rigorous Shawn Michaels training. You're right, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Jack Perry took the frickin' um, David Arquette route. Don't even get
3: me started on my buddy Dave.
6: Oh, don't <laughs> get me started on David Arquette. That was the darkest day in WCW history. Yeah. Yeah. And I will yeah. give David Arquette props for one thing. His no-ring talent having self... Actually, got in the ring with Nick Gage, which he should have never done. Again. Sorry, if you don't have an experience in death matches, don't do them.
3: This is a genre that I never agreed with. Do I mm-hmm. think there's a place for it? Yeah. Do I like it personally? No. You all know my thoughts on death matches.
6: I know your thoughts on death matches. It belongs where the youth prophylactics uh, belong. No, no, no.
3: What I'm I'm saying is, and you look at Jack Perry using a real glass in that spot, right? Okay, by using a real glass in that spot and risking injury, whether it's consensual or not, just takes away from him as a wrestler.
6: That is very true. And if he would have used real glass on Hook, who is Taz's biological son, Taz would have walked that boy senseless. Agree. I'm sorry, but Taz, he might be five foot nothing, and he might be older than sand, but I guarantee you put that singlet back on him, throw the towel over his head, and go, go out there, suplex people, and choke them out. He's gonna do just that in a very violent way.
3: See, that separates the ECW boys from everybody else. Everybody thought that ECW because
2: ECW blue
3: because weapons were allowed and because that was the focus of ECW that these guys weren't real wrestlers and they were.
6: Oh, I mean Tommy Dreamer. Let's go with him for a second. And us boys. That man was a former NWA Rookie of the Year, trained by Mr. Steamboat. Oh. Um,
3: Shane Douglas threw the NWA title in the
6: garbage. Shane Douglas, another one. Um, Who else? Raven. People might think Raven's style is whatever and his look is garbage, but his look was great for the generation that he was selling to. Yeah,
4: yeah, absolutely.
6: It,
0: it was a general thing. And I, I liked Raven as, you know, in, in ECW. I liked ECW Raven.
6: Raven is legit. You,
3: you don't have Tajiri.
6: Tajiri, super crazy, which, by the way, super crazy is one cool dude. He's very good. He's an awesome guy. Uh, awesome. Rhino. Corino, Look at Steve Carino. He didn't even need weapons to get over an ECW. Uh, uh, Two-Colder Cor-
4: Back, You got Chris
6: Candido. Candido. Yeah. Uh, Benoit Malenko and Guerrero. Uh,
7: Perry Saturn. Ray
6: Saturn. Rey Mysterio. People take weapons now and go, oh, well, let's just see how many weapons we can break and how much blood we can shed. I'm sorry you put me in a match like that. And there's there's got to be psychology to it. Agreed. Yeah. You know, who one of my favorites was though back then. Who? Because
3: the guy could he, he could wrestle and he, but he was a, a complete nut job. Was New Jack.
6: Who? New Jack. Loved New Jack. That New Jack.
3: He had a mind a business. knew how to put a match together. He was a decent wrestler. But.
6: A hell of a fighter.
3: He was he was just nutty as all get out. That was, and, you know, and again, without an athletic commission to rein them in, and Jack admitted it, he was hired in a kite three-quarters of the time he was out there. I was hired in a kite at
6: Now, I understand. You
3: have the athletic commissions, guess what? You ain't going out to the ring high. That ain't going to happen.
6: No, nope. Right, running. yeah. I'll admit it. I, I not seen very many Central Illinois boys not have a brew or two before their match.
3: They wouldn't do that if they worked for me.
6: Yeah, I I, I do not like drinking before a match because if someone's temper gets out of control or something like that, then it becomes a mess. No alcohol before the match. No, if you want to have a brew, have one after your match. Have one at the after party. Have one at a bar down the road.
0: Right, yeah. Exactly. Definitely, you
6: know, After
0: work period. What's wrong with an after work beer?
6: And me being a former alcoholic, I'll say this till the day I'm dead. Don't stink up my locker room with your alcohol. You want to go have a drink, go down to the pub right down the road. They'll serve you. They'll take your money, and you'll probably get a DUI on the way home.
5: But
3: I, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what. You know who's doing it right though? If you really want to talk about where it's where wrestling is being presented properly, Japan.
6: Yes. New yes.
3: Japan presents wrestling the way it
6: should be as a sport. No, absolutely. I, absolutely. I, not just New Japan. You've got Noah.
3: But I'm uh, talking about of the, the high-profile promotions out there. New Japan is probably the highest-profile promotion.
6: New Japan, in Japan right okay. New Japan and it is. is
3: presented the right way.
6: Yes, it is.
3: You
0: know, okay. let, me, um, yeah, let me jump in when and, w and w take up start,
4: and,
3: they tried, and they were doing the um, announcing what the wrestler's record was, and. How it, How they came? How they use that to determine their rankings? Yes. They had an. Idea, they had a the right idea. What the problem is? And I, I don't care. They won't. They'll never book me. So what the hell do I care? Tony Khan is living out his little fantasies of when he was a kid with his dolls. Oh, uh, I'm going to be, you know, the head man. I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to be Vince McMahon. You're. An, Idiot, Tony. And I know you'll never book me, so I don't give two flying shits about <laughs> what I'm saying.
5: You're a goof.
3: You need to stay in the locker room or in the skybox. Hey,
6: workers need to
3: stop stooging. Times?
6: And there's backstage drama. Workers need to stop stooging on it.
2: Uh, workers need to keep everything quiet and hush-hush. Fans need to keep their butts in the seats. After parties don't need to be with with fans and wrestlers. Wrestlers need to be a little bit tougher and stop being these little sissy boys, and they got to stop doing this flippity-floppity bullshit.
3: Yep, Amy's 100% right. Oh, and
2: promos need to be kept to a minute and a half. Otherwise, those of us get bored. Damn
6: you know the what? Guys. There's the only one time I ever flip, and that is a very rare occasion, and that's when I break out the tumbleweed.
3: Yeah, but the tumbleweed is the same thing as Rano's Rolling Thunder. It's it's it fits for a big man.
6: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That in the Vader's <laughs> flat. <in the> Vader
3: <laughs> all this storyline copying is nonsense. Amy's right about that.
4: All all Stop. of this
3: let's expose the
6: backstage drama to the public. Stupid. I see it like this: Stop giving away your steak and potatoes, because then you're going to be eating uh, chip beef. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah,
2: yeah. I've got a lot of beef with wrestling.
3: Yeah, boys. There's a there's a lot that could be improved, or at least taken back to the old days. I mean, you know.
6: And yes, the WWE oversaturated because back in the day when I was watching. AWA. The NWA. WCCW. You you would have your squash matches, then you'd have a couple matches to build up your big storylines and then the show was over. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. It was done. Right. Yeah, I'm there.
3: Yeah. I mean Georgia Championship was such a large territory. Extending up into Crockett's Carolinas and all the way down through Georgia, that's why they had a two-hour show on Saturday. But it made sense.
0: That yeah, no, it made sense. It didn't feel like two hours. Agreed.
3: it feels like five. But again, how many matches were on that card? Five. Right. squash
2: Wrestling equals next time on TV. <laughs>
3: But I mean, you know, there's too much of a behind-the-scenes now. And it doesn't need to happen. That's what,
2: destroyed, that, that's what destroyed my love of wrestling, was when I started working the tables and I started hearing all the beats and the bass, it destroyed my love of wrestling and now I will never get it back because of everything that I know.
3: Call B, Queen of the running. It, but,
0: speak, speaking of what <laughs> is wrong with wrestling, guys, we're going to Bring in a, another caller, probably a, a a good friend of yours, or at least your number one fan. Oh, um, Ratboy <laughs> rat what's going on, buddy?
4: Wowzy, <laughs> wowzy, wow, let me hear my ears ring about all this nonsense about this wrestling stuff. Ooh, there's one big thing, okay? I just want to say. Thank you, Chas, for coming out of your uh, pool of tears to join us tonight. Woo! That's, that's a good thing. That's a good sign. At least you didn't join in your boy. tears. That's my boy. It
3: right. wasn't tears, boy. It was sweat. It's been frickin' 90 degrees here for the last week and a half and my air conditioner went out.
4: <laughs> Put it this way. I, I, I'm in that kind of situation right now. Okay, in my in my apartment complex, we know, got you know, got no air conditioner throughout the whole place. I'm in doing uh, room checks, make sure everybody's all right. You know, That's you know, there's there's, right, there's Brent, about some floors here, soon. and and I got a couple floors I got to check. You know, about every two hours, make sure yeah, everybody's you know, all right.
3: Abraham Lincoln was the Illinois state champion. What's wrong with wrestling these days?
4: Everything. Yeah. What's yeah. you wrong? Know, you want me to tell you? Part, what, you, what? you want me yeah. to tell you? Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you one, the main thing. Okay. The main thing that you guys didn't mention at all. Okay. What? I've been listening. It's those so-called writers. It's those writers that's meant messing up everything. Oh, I
3: said that before.
4: Huh?
3: I said it before. The writers suck.
4: Yep. And another thing, that's what, what's wrong, okay? And they better do it this year. I don't care what what WWE says, they better put Bray Wyatt in a Hall of Fame this year. He deserves it. He deserves every bit of it, you know? And get some of these old wrestlers that never been in a Hall of Fame, put them in first before, before you get it, anybody else in there. Am I right no, or I, wrong?
0: Right? I, I agree. Yes, yeah, see? and you know, I think he goes in this year. At least I hope he does. Um, you know, and I mean, again, it's just a huge void that, that is left in the WWE. You know, because he still was so young and, and still had so many years ahead of him. And you know, he you know he he's gone and. You know, you'll you'll never I don't think you'll ever get a Greg Wyatt back or yeah, you know
3: incarnation. And mm-hmm. and again, do we as fans need to know everything that happened with him in terms of his heart condition? No. But no. he had a defibrillator. Better wear right. the stupid thing. he in the car, caught a heart attack. Yep. And died. Okay? Granted he was a great worker. He was a great storyteller. He was a great personality. He was a moron. You're thirty-something years old. You got young. You got four young kids with two different women, and you're going to leave them all high and dry because you don't want to wear your defibrillator. Stupid.
2: Same thing with diabetics. Who should check their diabetes? <laughs> Chesmeredy. I
0: ain't checking <laughs> <nothing>. <laughs> Well, I just, you know, I was just kind of cruising the Internet, and um, I just saw that just yesterday, Sheik Abnan Al-Casey passed away.
4: Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, he did. very sad to hear about the Sheik. And you want to know something about him? Okay. He did go to school with, um, I think it was, um Saddam Hussein. I, yeah, he went to school with him. Wow. And when 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 uh Charles talk about Lincoln, okay, Lincoln used to wrestle, okay, before he became president. Put it that way. That that's print that in your history books. We know you
3: were in his corner when he was the Illinois State champion. Stop lying. <laughs> we know you're older than Dirt. You're actually hundred and thirty five years old.
4: Uh <laughs> huh.
5: Next year I'll be
3: pushing
4: my, my my sixty years old. Okay, I'll be sixty years year. You, I'm, I'm climbing up there with you.
2: Then you Yeah, I'm,
4: I, I'm getting up there. Okay. And I, and I, I'm in good. I'm in good shape. Yeah, I'm ready. I, I'm ready. You know, one more time in the ring. That's all I want.
3: I'll have to put you in with the amazing Velvet. He's taking on all comers. Oh, is she?
4: Hmm. I
2: gotta
4: think about that one because right now, okay, I'm gonna tell you that I am undefeated. I was in a ring with Flash Snooker, okay, and in a ring with uh, some guy named Damian Shilaga. All the tall guys. That's that, that's who I'm aiming for. All the tall guys right now uh-oh here we go okay
3: <laughs> here we and go and your
4: boy and your boy <laughs> is your boy still on the on the line if so there's one guy that he mentioned that happy people don't like okay that's that? okay, rhino i don't like rhino i said it uh,
2: i don't
4: Rhyme like about... i don't like rhino because i went to a to a uh to a show and they had an autograph section. They had an autograph section there, right? I was busy talking to um the Dugby boys, right? Oh well, I saw him. I stepped two foot by his table, right? He comes and pushed me and said, get away from my table. I said I said, Well I ain't doing nothing to you. Why well, why you put your hands on me? He said, Shut the fuck up, I take your ass up hey, Sorry. hey, hey, hey. not have up Bob. Sorry. I know. Uh, he, he he. I take you outside and put you in the damn dumpster. Terrible,
5: terrible, terrible.
4: What do do huh? What do we do to make it better? Get the fans in the Make it, You want me to tell you to make it better? Yes, Bring please. back the midgets. Like Bring back the midgets. Midget restaurants. On WWE. Yeah. Right. Bring, back, bring the back the
5: midgets.
4: Yep, bring back the midgets. <laughs> and and how and how have a how have a midget belt? Uh, belt, you know what I'm saying? Championship belt. Because these okay. midgets deserve it, you know. Yes. Because they had a music show here on um, this past Monday, I didn't go. I talked to somebody. I said, "Don't worry, I'm going to get you guys somewhere I got one guy's <laughs> name and all. He said, "I hope so." I said, "I said let me, let I'll uh, put my, let me talk to my boy Chad. Maybe he could bring them there to one of your shows. All of them. Have a music battle royal." <laughs> oh. Well,
3: the king of the midgets that's, uh, local for us right now. Uh, uh, Hornswoggle, swoggle wrestles yeah. all over the West right now.
4: Mm-hmm. And, and I do want to get up there. I do want to get up there and see you. I've been watching this one little short girl that lives in Chicago area. Who's that? She's on. She's on real. Her name is Connie uh, Tina or something like that. I don't know. Well, she's she's got a real and uh, she's small and she was tell you what she's small and she's 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 real funny. I've
2: been watching I've been watching
4: her on Wheel for a lot. She lives in the Chicago area. Oh, I don't I gotta check her out. I don't know.
3: Yeah, she's real
4: tiny. You know, she's in that. Area there, because she's always doing promotions and all this other stuff with other people and all. Sure. Yeah,
2: that's
4: she's what back. that's what they need. They, they need to bring back the uh the midgets, okay. And and I tell you what, you know what's good for the company, good good for the restaurant? Get rid of this man. Kick them out. They a retired. Get them out. We don't need them no more.
3: Oh. Get rid of this. Yeah. Get rid of this. Well, that's liable to happen, mm-hmm. not, if, uh, not if they merge
4: with Endeavor. Get rid of them. He's sold out. You know, he sold out. He's coming up. All the time he's working with them now. Uh-uh. Get rid of them. All right, I got
3: a question for everybody, and we'll, we'll, maybe we'll start wrapping things up with this one. Here's my question: Let's go around the room and see what everybody has to say about it. Where do you see wrestling in five years?
7: Nowhere.
4: Where? Uh, where years. do I see wrestling in five
0: years? Oh, I. Yeah, I. I think in five years, and and I'm and I'm hoping I'm wrong, because I, you know I, I I love wrestling. You know, all of my you know, since I was probably ten years old, nine years old um but i I think that the wrestling in five years I think is more watered down and and less tolerable than it is now, and I hope I'm wrong I really do i think listen, I think wrestling's gonna be around you know you know dare I say forever, but I think the quality is is going to drastically go downhill in the next five years.
3: Who else is on the call that's going to give this answer? Uh, I'm
4: going to to say your next five years I want to see uh, AEW and WWF going to get along and you're going to form one one big great great show. That's one thing. Champion versus champion once a year. Champion versus champion. Tag team versus tag team. Female versus female. That, that would be good. You know what I'm saying? How the company sure. come together. Sure. That's what i yeah. like to see in five years, before five years. Gavin, what about you?
0: Yeah, I think Gavin dropped off.
3: Oh, he dropped off. The other kids still on, too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're you're the last man standing. Yep, you're the last Uh,
5: man.
3: You want to know what I see in five years? I see professional wrestling imploding to the point where the only one left standing, and I'm not saying this to be a shill or to try to be funny, the last one standing is going to be the first one that was standing, which is the NWA. NWS. Wow. with the territories coming back, because people to. are sick of the cookie cutter wrestling. Let me um, let me
0: take one more. He's he's been hanging around a little bit. Um, sure, Steve, what's going on, buddy?
9: Yeah, the problem that. Uh, at least WWE has, is the stop and start pushes, start and stop pushes they keep going. The one of the reasons why I stopped watching the TV is because they push people, they, they promote people from NXT, and then they completely fumble them. Like Karrion Kross or Aleister Black or, you know, Bray Wyatt several times. Even though Bray Wyatt did have some good runs, he kept losing to people like Goldberg. It's just, right, I can't get invested. I can't get invested in any characters because they keep fumbling them. They they booked him in a corner with Seth Rollins in that cell match, and that was like horrible. And the Goldberg match. There's so many times where they they fumble potential stars, and I think Kieran Cross was the most egregious in my opinion. He could have been kind of like their Goldberg, but more yeah. uh, eerie and just. The way they had him lose to Jeff Hardy in, like, two minutes, three minutes, with Jeff Hardy cheating to win just made no sense.
0: Yeah, and I, I think they're fumbling the ball with Bronson Reed, too. It's hard to see, you know, where where what direction he's headed in. But I, I liked when he was getting a little bit of a push, and then it seemed like all of a sudden it stopped. And I think that's a huge mistake. You have a guy that in, in Bronson that is – you know, and, and it's still early, but, you know, kind of Bam Bam Bigelow-ish. He's a big guy. He can move. He's quick. And and you are just not using him. And,
9: and to be fair, AEW has done this too with Warlow. He was on fire, and then he, they just did nothing for him. And I understand that he couldn't get to Canada because of visa issues or whatever, but that was that was an example of, of somebody that they fumbled really badly after giving him, you know, the rub in the TNT title. I, I like what I, they're doing, Luchasaurus and Christian, but they really stumbled Wardlow as well.
0: That's a good thing. I forgot. I actually forgot about Wardlow till you, till you said his name.
9: <laughs> right.
0: But where did, we we, we well, asked the question, you were you were probably still waiting to call in. Where where do you see the business in wrestling business in five years?
9: Uh, I think AEW will still be around, but probably uh, with, like, either less viewers or around the same. Um, WWE will still be around, but I don't think Vince will be in charge in five years. I think uh, Triple H will have – or or Nick Connor will probably have to take over because I just don't see how Vince can stay at a top level for much longer, even though he's a freak. Given his age, I just I don't think he'll be around for five ten years. Right. Uh, um, yeah, I got you. I think New Japan so, will wh- keep doing these partnerships like they're doing with the uh, AEW and MLW.
0: Right. So how do we, in, you know, at, in the state that the wrestling business is in now, what, what do you, what do you think we can do to fix it? What, you know, how do we, how do we kind of turn this around and get the the buzz back about pay-per-views and, you know, the live events and even the television shows, how, how, what, what can we do to, to, to turn it around and, and make it more more watchable, I guess I'll say?
9: Uh, keep making new stars. Um, I think Cross has, has shot. I think Darby Allen's kind of like AEW's chance, even though he's small. Uh, Sting really has given him the rub. I just say just keep just keep making new stars and stop relying on old, on old ones. They keep bringing back guys like John Cena to try to make new stars like awesome, like Austin awesome Theory, and it just did. Did it really? Did it really make him any better? I don't think so. The math is not that great. I think they need to yeah. new <laughs> stars, and they keep relying on the old guard to to do it. Right. I'll
3: tell you, I got you've you. You've rekindled my love for Japanese wrestling. Mm
0: -hmm. No, absolutely they are. You know, there's nothing that really here in the States that compares to Japanese wrestling.
9: I think Forbidden Forbidden Door is one of the best AEW pay-per-views they've done. Like Forbidden Door 2, at least. And then um, Ring of Honor, they sold out Madison Square Garden. Or they, you know, they got Madison Square Garden high capacity because of New Japan. I think New Japan um, is – is is great for these you know, partnerships because uh, someone like Brian Danielson, WWE wanted him so badly that they were willing to let him work New Japan. Possibly they wanted to they wanted to have an exclusive deal with New Japan to keep Brian. If, if that's what you know, true from what I've read. So obviously New Japan kind of like uh, undervalued, I think. It's not as it's not as good as it was in the late two thousand tens I think, but it still has some great talent like Okada and and others. And uh, you know, Jay White made his name there and he he could've he could have went to WWE or AEW and it's because New Japan that Jay White is such a big deal.
3: Without New Japan, Kenny Omega wouldn't have been a big deal.
5: Yeah,
9: I mean you know, without the Bullet Club A lot of people, you know, give them crap for being a parody of NWO and DX, but, like, you know, Bullet Club really got the ball going and led to AEW forming. Young Bucks, you know, got over from from the Bullet Club.
6: Oh, even that. Yeah. yeah. Anderson cut their
3: teeth in in New Japan. Made a huge name for themselves there before going on to the E. you You go back in the day between All Japan and New Japan, And you just look at the legends that came out of there. And, you know, one of the ones that never gets the amount of credit that he truly deserves is the Ultimo Dragon.
6: Right. I love the Ultimo Dragon. He
0: was
1: fantastic. Yeah. uh, Go
3: ahead. The the matchups that they had back then, the American wrestlers would be would die to go out to Japan to work because if you take a look at, I'll give you an example, Hogan and Muda's match from '93. When Hogan cut that interview, and again, I love post-match press conference type interviews because again, it, it it presents our sport the way it should be presented. But when Hogan did that, and he said, "You know, what do you think?" Because I love coming out here because I'm allowed to wrestle. Because "I don't have to be, I don't have to be pigeonholed." in terms of what I can and can't do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that, you know, when you talk about compelling matchups and what makes you want to watch wrestling, it's that that indecisiveness. You don't know who's going to win.
9: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the one thing that AEW has for them is that it's less predictable. That's why I'm more interested in them. Because they'll have they'll have matches in and then draws. They'll have sudden death like rules after matches. It's less predictable.
3: Agreed, but you, you know, and again, what mystifies me is they had such a draw in England, and instead of capitalizing on that, they shot themselves right in the ass.
5: Why? Yeah, I, yeah. You, 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 you almost had, had an opportunity.
0: Yeah, you almost had an opportunity, like you said, Chaz, earlier, to capitalize on that and to really take AEW, you know, up to another level. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying they would have surpassed every WE in, in money or, or any of that, but it, you could have given them, um, or, you know, a, a really good run and really taken, the, you know, AEW, you know, a long way, well into, you know, 2024, just riding off of, you know, Wendley back to Chicago and those those two shows would have carried that company for, for many, many months after that and they, they shot themselves in the foot. But you now know, their, now
5: their
3: a, viewership is less their viewership is less by almost of what it was mm-hmm. a week before all out.
9: I think I think the wrestling market in North America is going to have to do a lot more shows in England. I think that's where they're going to have to go in five years. I think um, they're doing all all in next year in, in uh, London again. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think they're going to just they're just going to milk the UK uh, market. Yeah.
3: If you milk a, you saturate a market and milk it too much, you're you're not going to get it anymore.
9: You know? What yeah. Because I mean. Cause, I mean WWE, they tried the NXT UK, and it was obviously an attempt to, to counter the uh, World of Sport reboot. And a lot of people were kind of upset that their Indies got taken over, like progress got taken by WWE as well.
3: Yeah, but the one that's still surviving, though, and it's still thriving is Rev Pro. Rev Pro is doing good <sighs> stuff out there. Yeah, I
9: yeah, think, I think uh, I Saber Jr. is one of their
4: guys. It's still one of the top oh. promotions. Can I say something real quick? Sure. Yeah, part. go ahead. Go ahead. All I, right. I just want to say goodbye till next week. Next week I'll be at my mom and dad's house. I'll be talking from there, okay? And you all know, have a good, blessed weekend, everybody, okay? And and I have to go because I got to do this uh, room check, you know? Make sure everybody's all right in this building. All right, and I talk to everybody next week right here on VOC Nation. Right here, o'clock, Thursday night. All right, 5, right. 9. All right okay. Roy, take and care. I'm out of here. Well, everybody.
9: <laughs> I think, um, I think what WWE has, I think, I think Judgment Day or Money. I think more women that I follow on Facebook, they're talking about Rhea Ripley. I think they need to build up their women's division because Rhea Ripley is drawing in the casual viewers at least, like they're paying attention to what Rio Ripley is doing. And I think Dominic has really uh, improved a lot since joining them. I think that's the direction they need. That's where they're going right now. They obviously, like, have the titles on them. I think it's the right direction.
0: Yeah, how far far and how long do you think Judgment Day can carry the WWE? Because it does look like that's kind of where they're gearing up for do you think this lasts a year you think it's two years how long you think judgment day, they you know is able to do this? they
9: haven't. they have a bad track record with stables but you know some of them they kind of milk like new day and then the shield so hopefully they can uh, keep it fresh I don't see it going more than five years I don't see it going more than two years honestly but um, I think they just need to push uh they need to have, you know, top women stars like Rhea Ripley. I think she's, she's the money one of the team besides Balor. Uh, and I think Priest, even though he's older, got a lot of potential. Um, I think those those yeah. are some good stars to, to work with. And Gunther, I think Gunther will be world champion in five years or less. Just cause uh, he's, I, I think in the next, he doesn't, have, think any the next bad, he doesn't have any bad matches. Yeah.
0: No, I think in the next year and a half he's a world champion. Right, I think he's that good. You, know, you, you know, and you brought up yep, earlier that yep. match with Gable on Monday was hands down one of the best matches that Raw has put on in a long time. It was more, little, little, had an old school feel to it, you know, and it was a, just a really good back and forth wrestling match.
9: I think he appeals to the old school fans and the, the hardcore fans that like that Japanese strong style too. So you need more people like Rhea Ripley and Gunther. That they can yeah, that. absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You need to get, bring the physicality back, bring, you know, the the, the heavy hitting guys back. And, you know, I, I, you know, I just, I'm I'm just not happy with, you know, what I'm seeing on, at least for all, and, and maybe I'll start, tracking AEW a little bit to see, you know, their content and, you know, because mean four four or five matches over a three-hour span on a Monday night is just – it's terrible. I mean, they should have probably six or seven matches at minimum over a three-hour span, what, you know, with shorter backstage segments, um, you know, shorter promos. Obviously, there's no ring for Seth Rollins to stand in the ring for 20 minutes and deliver a promo before Nakamura comes out and they do another 10 minutes of back and forth and they get in a little bit of a scuffle. That's, that's you know, 25, 30 minutes of television where a wrestling match didn't take place. And it's not like you don't have the talent. You have the talent backstage. And I think, you know, right. Chad's right. I think, bring back, the old school, you know, squash matches and, and let me see, you know, you know a, 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 an old school squash match and, you know, highlight somebody, this other talent that, that's sitting backstage.
3: Agreed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and maybe, maybe. Um, I know they always want to try to recreate the NWO and the horsemen and all these factions. Maybe we don't need to. Maybe you don't need to have a faction carry the entire company. Maybe those days are over. Yeah. I
6: think you
3: know, maybe the, judgment, is a, more guilty maybe the of it. judgment day fits in a, in a particular spot or a particular niche within the overall promotion. But then maybe you've got, you know, you've got Gunther, and he's kind of, like you said, Gunther's kind of not distanced himself, but overshadowed the rest of Imperium to where they're not an imposing force as a group anymore.
5: Right, all good
3: work, but not an imposing force as a group. But maybe they don't need to be. I mean, again, you, you go, and I, I hate to say, you know, back in our day, you know, it sound like the old people, but, <laughs> sure. but um, how many factions really were there in any one territory? One? Two? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking I mean, um, of... You, you had the Midnight Express and Cornet. they were their own little faction. You had the Horsemen, you had the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom. You had the Midnight, like I said, you had uh, the Freebirds. So you know it was kind. Of, was it an oversaturation of factions? Yeah, but each bit, and neither one was tasked with the idea of carrying the company, even though the Horsemen did. Mm-hmm. But maybe those days are over. Maybe we don't need to have a, a faction carry the company. Yeah, no, that yeah,
0: you know, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, you're right. I, you know, maybe maybe the the faction or you know the the stables are are you know a, a bygone kind of kind of thought and maybe just have one you know that that's you know in a promotion and, <clears throat> and that's really all you need and you know they can battle all the other tag teams essentially that's what the horsemen did when they formed they they fought with everybody they you know they were they were heels when they needed to be heels, they were baby faces when they needed to be baby faces, and they they fought everybody. They fought every tag team, or, you know, between Dusty and Magnum and the Rock and Roll Express and, you know, the Midnight Express and the Red Warriors. They, they tangled
3: everybody. And you go back to, to pre Vince Jr. WWWF, I mean, you had three managers, so you had three factions. You had Blasty, you had the Grand Wizard, you had Albano. Yeah. You know, again, but maybe those, maybe that part of it, do I say that there's no need for managers? No, there's a need for managers. Three quarters of these guys can't talk their way out of a paper bag. There's a definite right. need for, for real managers. Not retreads, not washed up former wrestlers that could barely talk themselves, not uh, failed wrestlers that you just turn into a manager. I mean, people that dedicated their entire career the art of being a
2: manager
3: you know maybe those guys are what's needed again
9: yeah yeah. Paul Paul Heyman he doesn't call himself manager but he's obviously in the top storylines in WWE so a good manager carries the best stories, I think right
3: now but you know Paul Heyman now and Paul Heyman in 1980 in 1988 it's two different people
9: I I love um, I love what they're doing in AEW with the cash. I love what. Go ahead.
3: Paulie dangerously is a thousand times better than Paul Paul
4: Anand. Yeah,
0: hands down. I was just going to say that, hands down, far and away
6: better. Go ahead, Steve. Could you
3: have Paulie dangerously in today's market, or a young (laughs) Cornette? In today's market, they'd have a field day.
0: Yeah, that society would would label them too offensive to be heard. <laughs>
3: they were too offensive to be heard in the '80s, but they still got on there. Society can right. well up, well <laughs> But I mean, you look at you look at one of the more famous Jimmy Cornett stories that he always tells and cracks everybody up. When the when the space shuttle Challenger crashed, exploded. He gets on Saturday morning TV, if they had just burnt Ronnie Garvin with the fireball, and he says that Ronnie Garvin's face went up faster than the Challenger. Next thing you know, yeah. the studio dark. Everything got shut down. You hear Dusty over to PA, Tim Cornette to the control room, and Cornette says he got in the control room. Dusty looked and says, "Kid, we don't talk about no spaceship blowing up on TV. Don't do it again. It was, it was the only... Now, this day and age still had an uproar. They'd have been calling for his head.
2: No, so this day and age... Oh, yeah. Somebody
3: in, and they're crying. And Jimmy thought it was getting good heat. It was awesome. It was Inappropriate as hell, but awesome.
0: Hey, this... Jimmy knew how to draw the heat, you know, when 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 he needed to. And, and you know... Listen, as, as, as a... As a preteen teenager, I hated Jim Cornette growing up. Like I despised the man because he made me do it. Yeah, he was very good at
6: what he did.
3: Jim Cornette, and you were an evil little kid. Right. Well, yeah. Same thing with this, you know this, what made the in again my opinion what made the original Midnight Express Midnight Express feud so compelling. Is that you actually felt bad for Jim Cornette first time in his career?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. I did. I, I, I yeah, I did.
3: I you, you give you give Paulie props for being a. Is he, was he a better heel than Cornette? No, but you give him props for being a good enough heel to make you feel bad for Jim Cornette.
5: Okay.
0: Yeah, and that, and that was hard to do. You know, through the 80s and 90s, would feel bad for Jim Cornette because you'd be able he's getting all the all the the retribution that that's due him, but somehow I still feel bad for him.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and you look at that storyline again, it was well crafted, but it, again, it kept your interest because after that initial attack, you didn't see the originals or the that Express on TV together again. They were each on TV, but not together.
0: Right. Not together, yeah.
3: So you can go buy tickets to the Great American Bash Tour where they were feuding. So you can go You're buy right. tickets to the company to you what know, uh, was the place up in Baltimore, the Gardens? The Baltimore Arena. The Baltimore Arena. Okay. You know, you look at the Chicago when they used to work the UIC Pavilion. I mean, it was just Again, the focus was different. It was selling tickets to the next live event because they didn't give it all away on television. But now, television is the live event. Okay, People are paying to see Raw and SmackDown and Dynamite and Collision the same way they paid to see the shows when they used to – come through town. I mean, you know, when, when Vince took over the territories, we didn't have WWF in Chicago every month and WWF in Chicago every three months. So you made sure you went out there and saw it.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) even here in when it was a a territory, it was the second Saturday of, of every month. I believe it was, was they were, they were at the Philadelphia spectrum, you know, and right. you're right. And then once he, he exploded, it was you might have gone maybe two or three times a year to Philly because now you're traveling all over, you know, the United States rather than just through five or six, seven states, and you couldn't always make that swing back. But yeah,
3: it drastically yeah, yeah, me. Madison Square Garden was the um, was the Monday Night Show. I mean, where do you think they came up with Monday Night Raw? Where did Vince Stewart come up with the idea of let's make Monday our big day? His father did it for years at the Garden. The Garden was garden, always yeah. a Monday.
0: Wow. Yeah, but this, but this has been good. We're we're rapidly running out of time. Um, yeah. Chad, you got anything coming in the next couple of
5: weeks?
0: For me, Chad, what do you, you got going
3: on? Uh, I've got some planning that I'm doing with, um, with WW North America. We're, we're looking to possibly, uh, be a vendor at Russell Cade and, um, and showcase, uh, our champions there, especially our women's champion, Samantha Starr, who's been doing a phenomenal job defending her title as has Mustang Mike with the North American men's title and the house of pain with the tag team titles. And so, um, Uh, We're looking to to put a lot of focus on them, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I've enjoyed the conversation tonight immensely.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a really good conversation, you know, and and, an interesting topic, and I'm glad everybody was able to call in. Um, Steve, what do you got? You got anything coming up, man?
9: Uh, Not much. I just want to say uh, the way to make wrestling better, I say just make new stars and, and play the foreign markets. Like they have been with the UK and Puerto Rico, because they're not spoiled and they're the best, you know, reacting crowd. So I think that's how you make wrestling better. Just new stars international.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I just want to thank everybody for calling in. Um, don't forget to to pray for Granny Holkster's husband Dave, um, as he's battling some illness. Seems like it's a pretty serious illness. You know, continue to pray for him. Continue to pray for um, Stro. You know, Papa Stro. Um, he's been. Battling some illnesses and, and some, some personal issues. Um, he is kind of back on social media on Facebook. Um, you can check him out there. I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um, but just continue to pray for, pray for him. Um, you know, and, you know, make sure you tune in on, on Tuesday night. We're, um, in the room with Brady Hicks from, you know, starting at nine o'clock. And then we'll be right back here next week, the WCW retro on Thursday night from, you know, from nine to whatever, we're running close to eleven o'clock now. So, thanks everybody for for calling in. It's been a great night. Everybody have a have a great night and God bless. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the V.O.C. Nation. You don't miss out.
6: Go worldwide leader in entertainment. This is. The VOC Nation Radio Network.
3: Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks. Former WCW star, Stroh Maestro. Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm.
4: And you know, and are there too, right, Way? We sure are. And we've got great guests. Like Lex like Luger, AJ Styles, Taku. And more. It's
1: a heck of a party.
3: Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then an uh, the didn't get brand either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous.
0: We were getting into like snuff film territory there.
3: In the room,
0: 9 p.m. Eastern on V.O.C. Nation.
6: Yo, this is Jerry Styles of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs. Yeah, you get it. get nasty. Well, listen to the V.O.C. Nation, baby.
1: V.O.C. Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. V.O.C. Nation provides daily streaming shows, where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts Ricky Steamboat, Ding, Mick Foley, Joey Stiles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VLC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at Nation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business
5: for over 50 years.
1: Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height
5: and weight. Six, one,
8: Well, I think, uh, I don't know what
5: to say, but I, well, I do want to say one thing. Bruno was an L.A. champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time.
1: Please go out there, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno you know, San Martino. Bruno, you know, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well,
5: actually, it was a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a loss.
1: Did have anything to do?
5: Well, yes, but the whole thing is this with you rules, as I always understood and wanted to the title, could only be lost by pin or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my power, the World War Wrestling Federation. That's night, nice. uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com vocnation vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history.